Hello, Rob. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the 10-Minute Design Chat. Thanks, mate. Let's talk about sci-fi. Pew, pew. Set your phases to fun, (laughs) prime the biodome, and polish your best mech suit. We're talking about (laughs) sci-fi. So, yes, we're talking about it. We're talking about the science fiction today on the podcast. The first in our theme episodes. Um, And I don't think this is a very popular theme, Rob. I've not really seen many games focused around things in space or science or fiction, really. No, No, maybe one or two. I think, yeah, it was... Mm, no, Snakes and Ladders isn't. Yeah, no, I mean, this should be a relatively small topic, shouldn't it? You're thinking of space snakes and pneumatic ladders. <laughs> space ladders. But yeah, I think we're going to struggle to fill 10 minutes here, so we'd uh, better drag it out, really. Yeah, absolutely, you know, and, and, and what better way? I thought we would just kick off with a bit of a pub quiz, you know, maybe a bit of fact or fiction. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, science fiction and board game facts. Uh... <laughs> I love facts. I'm interested to see if people at home can answer these as well. I am going to be presenting five questions, board game and or science and or space and or fun related. And uh, I want to know, are we talking about fact or are we talking about fiction? So Chris, let's kick it off with something easy. If you add the two numbers on the opposite sides of dice together, the answer is always seven. Fact or fiction? Fact. You are correct, and I know that you thought about that for a second, uh, and that was nice and easy, so... It's one of those things I should really know, now I do. The next up, let's go for some science now. Your head ages faster than your feet. Fact or fiction? I mean, that sounds very much like fiction to me. Oh, you would be wrong. You know how clocks go a bit slower in space? That's to do with gravitational pull, and that was Einstein's theory that basically has been recently tested. Because your head is slightly farther away from the gravitational pull of the Earth, it ages slightly faster. I don't know how that works. I am now, I'm reading, I'm reading science. I swear this isn't pseudoscience, but I am not a, I'm not Einstein, so. (laughs) If you can show me the article, we will link it in the show notes. And for everyone that wants to go and have a look at that, they can. If there's evidence and it's science, I am on board. I'm not going to argue. All right. Quick fire. Last three. You ready? Go. The name Jenga is derived from a word meaning build in Afrikaans. That's true. That is fiction. Oh, what? The name Jenga is derived from Kujenga, a Swahili word, which means to build. <laughs> I gotcha. I don't want you winning the 50 quid. So, there is a planet made of diamonds. Fact or fiction? Like in real life or? Well, I'm asking you. Is there a real <laughs> planet made of diamonds? Yeah, let's go for it. Definitely. There is. There is a diamond covered planet called 55 Sankri E. Not a very catchy name. I don't think that's going to catch on. And finally, the player who goes second in Connect 4 can win 100% of the time. Fact or fiction? Fiction? You are correct. It's actually the player who goes first that can win 100% of the time. We have drifted far from Earth at this point. So let's let's get back into the uh, into the stratosphere. Reel me back into the airlock. I'm going to reel you back in so I can throw you back out. Because, Chris, I want to kick off with the fact that science fiction, man, it is a big topic. You know, there's a sliding scale of sci-fi as well. I would probably put this scale at Leaving Earth for almost fact to Twilight Imperium, which is so far fiction that there are space lions. I think it's one of those things that has like sci-fi has a fuzzy edge as a definition, doesn't it? And I think that if you look at the actual word, 
it's science fiction. So it's things that we can't do with science at the moment is kind of how I would define it loosely. For example, we've got some games where, you know, like you say, they they could be fairly close in the future. When we say leaving Earth, we mean, you know, everyday people leaving Earth, not your astronauts. <laughs> that 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 does happen. Newsflash, that is happening. <laughs> oh my god. But for for Rob and I to go and get our game design condo on Mars, uh, that's not quite within our grasp just yet. And it's and it's not all laser pistols and aliens. Is it, Chris? No. Um, so the things that come to mind are things like alternative history. Mm. So can you think of any examples that, you know, maybe games that have done, you know, fairly well, they're slightly well known, named after implements that might be used to slice things? Oh, Scythe. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because whenever I think when we were sitting down to start this episode and we appreciate that this is this is a real we are surfing the Earth's crust when it comes to sci-fi. It's such a large topic. But naturally, we did think of you know, tiny epic galaxies, Twilight Imperium, Roll for the Galaxy, Eclipse. Notice the diff- Notice the similarities. They're all space. They're all space travel. Um, but things like Scythe, you know, things like King King of Tokyo. Uh, these are science fiction games, and it's kind of hard to pin down when it comes to when you're sitting down and you've decided you're going to make a sci-fi game. You you have to go a couple subgenres deep if you want to get stuff out of that which is going to help with mechanics i mean some of the bread and butter mechanics i can think of when it comes to sci-fi is things like time travel um things like combat i mean movement is definitely going to be a massive part of most sci-fi games especially if you're dealing with space resources there's always resources you're going to need fuel to get around if you're on a planet you need oxygen and you know potatoes all the vital things that you need in space <laughs> you got your space station powered by potatoes of course definitely and i mean i feel like when we talk about subgenres you really can go down i mean we just mars colonizing mars that's a subgenre in itself and like you say when you think about when you sit down to sort of think about your sci-fi game i hope that you're not just gonna leave it there <laughs> you might need to dig a little deeper you know what are we talking here we're we talking monsters we're we talking alternative history are we talking space? Are we talking, uh, you know, a resource-heavy style game, which usually lends itself to these big space operas? Uh, diplomacy is a huge element of those sort of games as well. It's interesting. I mean, do you think that you can purely have a science fiction game without introducing other themes? I, I don't think you can, actually. I would argue that science fiction is a setting more than a theme to some degree, and that actually you can bring lots of things from real life into that even though it's science fiction you can you know travel is still something that happens in real life yeah it doesn't happen in rockets but you bring it in there science is happening now so there's always going to be some aspects of like real science that we can do because we have to base these things on real life things that we can understand right so i think yeah i think that it doesn't always have to be completely fictional but then it's fun when it is so things like time stories where you're time traveling. Is that completely fictional? Is that, I mean, we can't time travel as far as I'm aware. Who knows? We might, we might be wrong. <laughs> we might see doppelganger Rob from like the 1920s. Um, so it's, it's really difficult to know. And I think we're not in 10 minutes going to answer every question about sci-fi as a theme, but we kind of, our aim today is to make people think that, you know, when someone says sci-fi, don't instantly think Star Wars star trek yeah the classics they are brilliant and you know they're they're good 
tropes to base your ideas off but think about how you can blend sci-fi with things that you really enjoy we have all these games at the moment about roasting coffee and sewing blankets and you know um planting flowers so what i want to see is the one where you're colonizing mars but it's focusing on knitting a blanket so that you stay warm planting out your plants so you stay alive you know roasting your coffee in weird environments and what pressures you need to get those beans perfect <laughs> that's what i want to see sci-fi other genre crossover yeah you know it, you're right and it's it's kind of you know when you're sitting down to make a space game a monsters game a sci-fi game in any sort of ilk um yeah draw on any inspiration you can find um frankly there's a lot of space games and that's because space is so freaking cool and big and big i've heard there's room for all of them but as chris was eloquently saying it's nice to see some creativity and some merging of some of these things which means that you can make something actually make something up it's incredibly useful to go and take your favorite science fiction book or movie or actual science that might be coming up or imagining well what would happen if instead of uh, inventing the wheel we invented the hover module and instead there were horse and carriages still had horses we needed someone to pull them they couldn't move we didn't have propulsion but we had hot we had hoverboards <laughs> you know uh, like what, what what ifs i think this genre lends itself so well to what ifs and and taking something quite standardized and something that is been tried and tested is a good way uh, of starting but you know ask a couple what ifs what if what if we were to make the horses have hover hover hoofs? <laughs> oh, I, I'm I'm very creative with my Victorian hover games. <laughs> hover hooves is a game that I want to play. I want to get right in on that. Oh yeah, man! I'm so excited for that game to come out, and I hope if any any of our listeners end up making it. I want to playtest that for sure. <laughs> Refer to episode 22. But I mean, well, I think that brings us to a close. Um, you know, we, we, we managed, I think, to just start to touch the ozone when it came to when it came to getting into space. But ultimately, I think it's a it's a great topic. And, and obviously, it's, it's a really interesting, fun one. I think some of my favorite games are in the sci-fi genre. I don't know about you, Chris. Yeah, I think that I've got some firm favorites. And uh, as the the airlock repressurizes... I'm just thinking about my final thoughts uh, before I step back on board. Um, and I like what you said. I'm going to set a challenge to our listeners. I'd like you to think of a banal everyday item or activity that you do, and I want you to set it in space. And then I want to hear your ideas for your crossover sci-fi game. So hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, email <laughs> us. I want to hear them all. Hover hooves and beyond. Oh, I'm so excited to see them. Well, Chris, you wasted your last breath before you left the airlock. Uh, I say wasted. I mean, it was a great final message to Earth. Um, but I'm going to say goodbye to you, Chris. Hopefully not forever. And I'll see you at 10minutedesignchallenge.co.uk. Thank you, Rob. I'm going to say bleep blorp to you. And I'll see you at boardgamebud.com. This has been a 10-minute design chat on sci-fi. Thanks for listening. And widen your horizons... Widen your game design mind.